As promised, in this episode, me and my brother James are going to share our thoughts on Serbian point guard Nikola Topic. Hey man, this dude is putting up some impressive numbers. He's actually one of the youngest players in the 2024 NBA draft class and he's getting buckets playing professionally as an 18 year old. So James and I, we're gonna share our thoughts on Nikola Topic. We're gonna talk about his draft range. We're gonna talk about maybe who he compares to and how we believe his game will translate to the NBA. Stay tuned. Big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board. If you are watching on YouTube, to my, well, he's to my left here, but I guess on camera, he's to my right. It is my brother, James Barlow, now officially a member of the Locked On NBA Big Board team. And you, the listener, we want you, if you're not subscribed, we want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you are subscribed, big shout out, big thanks to you. But if you're not subscribed, subscribe, hit the notification button, share, like, comment. That is the best way for us to grow this channel because we are going to be talking college basketball, NBA draft, five days a week for the next I was gonna say for the next five months, but we don't stop. Before we get into this episode, I wanna let you know that this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case. It is providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, in the last episode, we talked about the freshman point guards who made their debuts. And you cannot talk point guards in this draft class without mentioning Nikola Topic. I wrote an article on Topic on NBA Big Board. I think it came out last Friday. And if you haven't read the article, check it out. Please subscribe to NBABigBoard.com. You're supporting my work and you're supporting really just me and my travels to bring you a very unique NBA draft perspective because I'm in the gym. I'm not just watching behind a computer. I'm in the gym. I'm at the games. I'm going to games in Europe. And so I've had a chance to watch Topic play two or three times, but I haven't seen him play this year. I do plan to watch him play this year because, again, like I said, you can't talk about prospects in this class without mentioning Nikola Topic. But before, you know, I get into the numbers, what are your thoughts on Topic when you've watched his film? Hey, man, like what man Delonte West said, he's just a player, Greg. Like, you know, he's legit good. And, um, you know, you said he's come on the scene. So I, I watched the, the previous in the uh, Serbian Legion. Yes. And, like, he's added some wiggle since playing in the under 18. And, like, to me, that's the most impressive thing that I've seen from him. Because, again, you know, to, in my opinion, the European guards, they all can make pick and roll reads. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They all play. They all have fundamental pick and roll basketball game. But the ones that come over here and go from being like uh, rotation guys to starters are the ones who can play one-on-one -on -one and and beat bigs and pit in, uh, on switches. And that's what I'm starting to see from Topic. And like it's uh it's it's he's still you know working it out. You can see he's adding to it, 
but like he looks comfortable dancing with the ball. Yeah, and he 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 doesn't pound the rock though. No, he can score in a variety of ways. The numbers are crazy. In his first five games, again, he's only 18 years old, playing a professional league. And like I mentioned... In, in this league, real quick, like I see Frank Kaminsky is in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, your boy James Nunnally is in this league. Yeah, they played again. They're playing for Partizan. Dante yeah. Exum played for Partizan uh, last year. What's my man five years away from me and five years away? Just signed with Partizan. Bruno Caboclo. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's not playing against, you know, foreign family, man. Like... He's he's doing it. Yeah, they drag league. It's 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 a respectable league. I mean, it's it's definitely top heavy with the top two teams. But through his first five games, he was averaging nineteen point four points per game, seven point eight persists, and fifty six point nine percent from the floor. But here are the numbers that are really crazy. So I first saw Toppage play at the or in the Adidas Next Generation tournament. It was in twenty twenty two. He has 2022. So he led his team to the finals. They actually played against Zachary Risa Shares, the Asville team. And he had a good game. He had a good tournament, but he averaged seven turnovers a game. But he, he scored. I thought he was going to be a good prospect to monitor for colleges. I didn't see him going to the league and possibly being a first-round pick or even a lottery pick in just a matter of two years. But... The numbers that he put up last year were incredible. Now, if you know, like, international basketball and European basketball, you don't see, like, huge numbers. You, you know, a guy, if a guy scores 14 points, that is, like, the equivalent of averaging, like, 20. They just, the, the pace is slower, and it's, it's, it's more so, yeah, I mean, the, the, like I said, the pace is slower. It's a more team-oriented game. Topic had a game where his team was down 21 points and he scored 49 points. He was 13 of 20 from the floor, made 3 of 7 from 3, and he was 20 of 20 from the foul line, and he also had 12 assists. And so over this next generation tournament, it was like seven games he played, he averaged 28 points a game, 6.9 assists, 5.3 rebounds on 50, 45, 91 shooting splits. And then they have, like, the Next Generation Tournament Finals, and he averaged 30.7 points and 7.3 rebounds in three games. So he is scoring at an incredible rate. I mean, it's an incredible rate, whether it's high school, whether it's AAU, and I think it's a little tougher to score 30 points per game in Europe, like I said, just because of the rules, and it's very team-oriented. Now he's carried that momentum into this season, and I think he's the hottest prospect right now. I mean, you can say Alex Saar has really, really helped his draft stock, but Alex Saar was a guy that had been on NBA radar. Some people thought he was a first-round pick prior to the the two showcase games against the Ignite and the, the good games that he's played in Australia. But Topic, I didn't see too many people have him as a top 60, top 100 player, and he's gone from outside of the top 100 to Literally, he could be a lottery pick. So when we return, we're going to talk about his game and go a little bit in depth about his strengths and what he brings to the table. All right, but before we get into details about Toppage's game, I want to talk to you about eBay Motors because eBay has partnered with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So when you are prepping for a daily draft or scouting or whatever, every week 
eBay and Josh Lloyd are gonna do a partner. They're gonna partner up to see who the best picks are and it's called eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Now I have a special connection to Josh Lloyd a couple years ago. It's actually, I guess, coming on three years now when there was absolutely nothing going on for the longest time and it was the longest NBA scouting cycles during 2020 when there was like a gap between I don't know what March all the way until November where there was no college basketball games played and no draft and so he was looking for someone to come on a show asked me to come on because I was doing my NBA draft junkies show and the I guess the leaders at the top dogs at Locked On heard the show and they liked me and then they asked me to start Locked On NBA Draft and then that led to Locked On NBA Big Board. So shout out to Josh Lloyd, big thank you to him. But anyway, Josh is the best at what he does and that's why eBay has partnered with Josh. And so with Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, he's gonna help you win your fantasy championship and eBay Motors knows the championship team is all about each player being the perfect fit. And that is the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly, whether it's brake kits, LED lights, headlights, roof rack, bumpers, I mean, whatever your car needs, they have it at eBay Motors and with eBay's guaranteed fit. Now this is the kicker right here with their guaranteed fit. It is guaranteed to fit your car the first time or you will get your money back. So go to ebaymotors.com and eBay's guaranteed fit. Sorry, it's only available for US customers and their eligible items apply, but go to ebaymotors.com. All right, we left off talking about Nikola Topic. Actually, this episode is dedicated to him. What would you say his greatest strengths are? I want to say his greatest strengths would be just his overall feel for the game and, and pick and roll. Like, he's got to change his pace going for him. Um, and, like, he's a big point guard. So, like, he can, he can make those reads that, you know, the smaller point guards are going to struggle to see. So, like, he, he's, uh, you know, in pick and roll, he's great. You see the, uh, I think they call it the Nike pass, where you go baseline and you jump and you hit the guy. Like, he's got all of that. Then, you know, he posts up as well. So it's, it's kind of hard to just, like, limit one thing, um, limit him to, like, one thing that he does particularly well because, like, he's right now, the way he's playing, he's doing a little bit of everything. I'd say his greatest strength, in my opinion, is just his ability to get downhill and finish at the rim. It's, it's tough because on one hand, you look at him and you're not going to be blown away by the athleticism. Yes, he's fast. He gets you know, from point A to point B, has good straight line speed. But you're not going to look at him and just be blown away by the speed and the vertical pop. But he has mastered angles. Like yes. He's very good at taking angles. He's very good at drawing contact and finishing through contact. He's, he's just very efficient at the rim. I think last year in the Serbian League, he shot 70% at the rim. I mean, he's just a, a, a very good finisher, whether it's right hand, left hand. And this is all, like, below the rim. Like, he's just mastered angles. And you got to like the fact that he comes from a basketball background. His dad is a, a coach, coached at a high level in Serbia and actually played on the Serbian national team. So he has the pedigree. He has, you know, some experience that a lot of players may not have. And he, he's just 
he's got it. Like whatever it is, Nikola Topic has it. Do you have a comparison for him? I don't. I mean, I, I do, but I don't. I don't want to make the lazy comparison of comparing him to another complexion European, comparison. But I, I see some Goran Dragic in his game. And the reason I see Dragic is, is Dragic was very good at getting downhill. He was, I mean, he definitely had a, it's like, I don't even know if you say quick first step. He was fast. Like when he got downhill, he was fast. He wasn't finishing above the rim, but he loved to finish through contact. And he always initiated the contact and drew a lot of fouls. So I do see that in his game. I, he's bigger than Dragic. Actually, a lot of people don't remember. One year, Dragic and Channing Fry had the number one pick and roll. What you mean don't remember? You remember they played the Spurs and he ran off like 20 in the third they, they, quarter? They were good. I mean, that was a, I mean, they, Dragic was they, nice. They had like two. Was it him and Bledsoe? Were they playing together that year? They played three. They played him, um, Isaiah Thomas. And Bledsoe, yeah. yeah. I mean, even though Channing Fry was not rolling to the rim, it was picking pops, but it was like the most... I think it was like the, the number one pick and roll combination in the league. But I do see some drogage in his ability to get downhill, the way he likes to finish through contact. Has that, that move that he does where it's like he gets to the rim and then he stops off one leg, draws the contact, and it kind of fades, but hits, hits the, the soft touch finish. So that is the first comparison that comes to mind. What is yours? Hear me out. I'm a squint. And maybe it's me trying to make up for a mistake that I've made in the past, <laughs> right? But it's not there. Okay, let me. So if he, if the wiggle is there, right? And we got six five, six six, gets downhill, tax uh, bigs on switches, great passer, but he's missing, which is the most important thing. I guess it, there are similarities to what he does and what Tyrese Halliburton does. Now, Tyrese has a burner, right? Like certified. He had one at Iowa State. He has one now. Okay. But there are similarities in their game. Now, will he be as good as Tyrese? I don't know. I don't know. Similarities? There's like... similarities. Again, so Tyrese is money in pick and roll. And I read somewhere the Pacers are on pace to have, like, the best offensive rating, like, ever. But I don't see Tyrese getting downhill. Tyrese gets enough layups. He's not just out there bombing threes. Like, he just had 43 on Charlotte. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't like, when I see Tyrese, I'm not thinking that you got to guard him inside out. But here's the thing, because he's such a great shooter, like, he shoots runners going right. Floaters. Honestly, I don't know how he's scoring forty points. Like Yo, Tyrese that was, is cold. I, I I know that. That was probably one of that. I had a blind spot for Tyrese. I, I thought that he was going to be a top and ten pick, but I didn't think he was going to be like your lead guard. I thought he complimented any. But do you ball see what player. I'm saying? Like, I mean, again, I'm not saying top is just Tyrese, but like I see that they do a lot of the same thing as far as just being able to. Manipulate the pick and roll. Now he may get downhill a little more. And Tyrese, a lot more. Uh, Tyrese may shoot more threes, but like they're at different different leagues, different parts of their game. But again, when I see six five, six six, and like he's just tough to defend in pick and roll, like that looks like Tyrese. Now again, I don't think he'll be that type of shooter, but like 
I, I really like Toppage and I really like what he does in pick and roll. And like you said, getting downhill is what he does best. So maybe that's maybe not the best comparison, but I think he has a, maybe he's the modern version of Dragic because Dragic wasn't at the shooting the threes off the dribble era, like how guys are right now. So here's one of my knocks on Tyrese, right? Check this out. I was there with you. Tyrese's last year at Iowa State, I think it was an injury plagued year, he only attempted 26 free throws. Yeah. Now, I just mentioned that Topish attempted to make 20 in one game. Yeah, that's so true. So I think he gets downhill. I mean, I guess, I guess if, you're, if you're saying there's similarities – Topic is much better at getting downhill. Tyrese is the better shooter. Yes. But you think that they're big point guards that you can possibly play. That's where I'm getting it. Off the ball. Because I thought Tyrese was a great complimentary guard. Like I thought coming into that year, I thought he would be perfect for the Suns because he could play with Chris Paul. Uh, I thought he could the, play with anybody. That was the biggest that has to, well, I mean, outside of James Wiseman, that has to be one of the biggest fumbles in recent history, him falling past the Suns. You had an old Chris Paul, older Chris Paul. Chris Paul was still hooping. See, I mean, you can say all the teams that passed him. Yeah, but I'm saying it, like. Wasn't Isaac Okoro ahead of him? Yes, but. Killian Hayes? Yeah, teams was wild. <laughs> but hold on. But, like, at that point, again, I like Jalen Smith, but, you know, but, like, you had Chris Paul in his mid-30s. Right, and then you already said that we already knew that Tyrese was going to be able to play against a play alongside, excuse me, anybody. And like they went and drafted a four. Yeah, like they fumbled that. No, oh, yeah. but everybody. Fumbled. I mean, Golden I mean, State did. I mean, imagine him in that system. Yeah, I mean, everybody fumbled, but like they caught like that really that last fumble. And I mean, you know, that's what the draft is. It's all hindsight. So, yeah, mean, I didn't. I didn't see. 20 and 10 from Tyrese. I'm not going to lie to you. So. I, I didn't think he'd be able to get his jumper off consistently. That's why I thought he would need to play with a point guard that was going to create the open looks for him because I just thought, like, there's no way he's getting that off. And I, it's crazy when I look at my Tyrese Halliburton scouting report. I don't even think I was wrong about anything. It's just his strengths are much stronger than I thought yeah, they would be. That's fair. And he's making like pull-up jumpers, and that's that still just baffles. See, me. my thing with him was I don't know if he had enough, excuse me, shot creation off the dribble. And yeah. he definitely has it. Unorthodox. But he and he pounds the ball though too. It's it's crazy. All right, when we return, we're gonna talk about how we think Toppage can fit in the NBA. His role, do you think he's a natural point guard? Do you think he's a combo guard? Or, or, or we, are somebody going to overlook it like teams did with Tyrese Halliburton? And then I want to find out where you think his draft range is. And then also, I have a, a quote from a scout that was, is pretty high on topic. All right, before we get into the last segment, I want to talk to you about Jace Medical because Jace provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Now, with everything going on in the world right now, whether it's, you know, it's, it's fires, whether it's earthquakes, 
just there's so much going on in the world. I mean, there's conflict in, in different parts of the world and all of that can possibly lead to supply chain shortages. And that's why I think it's very important for you, the listener, just anybody to have a Jace case because with the Jace case, like I said, it's five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get a Jace case is you just have to fill out a simple online form. And in some cases you can jump on a quick call with a board certified physician. You're not just talking to some random person. So it is a board certified physician and you can get ongoing care from physicians and on any treatment related questions, doctor created, doctor recommended. So do not be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And Jace handles everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. If you or anyone you know or someone that you love wants some peace of mind and you want to have a year's supply of medication, go to jacemedical.com and to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. That is Jace Medical, J-A-S-E. That's jacemedical.com. All right, wrapping up this episode, how do you think Toppage game fits the modern NBA? Do you think he's a lead ball handler? Do you think he's just a, a ball player? Do you think he's a combo guard? What do you think? I think he's a lead ball handler. I think he fits in perfectly for what we're doing in the NBA today. Um, pick and roll, he can make reads, he can finish at the rim, he puts pressure on defenses. Uh, yeah, I, I think it, it's he's doing exactly what he needs to do. He's in the exact position um, for him to be successful and showcase to teams what he's capable of doing. What do you think his role is in the NBA? Do you think he's a top-level starter? Do you think he's an all-star? Do you think he's a rotation player? What do you think his role is going to be in his prime? Uh, well, again, you know, depending on how the – it shapes shapes up. I think he's a top ten pick. And you can look at teams like. Whoa, wait! You think he's a top ten pick? No, I think yeah, I think he's a top ten in this draft. Absolutely, he's a top ten pick. I'm, I'm curious to see if you know off the top of your head who your top ten is because you have Castle in your top five. Let me, let me check this out. I'm a, this is no order. I got and it's 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 fluid. Of course, it better be. I it mean, is it's very fluid. If your list is cemented, no, 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 it's very fluid. But look, let me tell you, my guys are like. Love, like to love. Sar, one. I'm high on Castle. Two. All right. I really like Isaiah Collier. Three. I really like Ron Holland. Four. I really like Toppage. Five. Uh, let me see here. Hold on. I'm not struggling. Um, Aaron Bradshaw, I want to see what he's got going on. So you can put him in at six. Six. You have Donovan Klingon. I don't have him in my top ten. Okay. Mistake. It's not a mistake. We can talk about that, though. Um, I said Ron Holland. Uh, Justin Edwards, the back half of the top ten. Okay, seven. Matas in that back half of the top ten. That's eight. eight. Who am I missing? I mean, I like El Marco, but again, like, is El Marco going to show me? Is he going to get the opportunities to show me? But if you like him as an NBA, you're thinking about the upside. That's true. So, okay. So, what's that, eight? I like El Marco. And, yeah, in that 10th spot, like, 
is is it could so he's solidified top ten. I think he's again. It's hard, yo. The dude is getting big time buckets and pick and rolls. He's hitting threes off the dribble. He's beating isos. Who else in this draft is doing that right now? And he's eighteen, and he's not playing. The, the guys haven't played yet. They you're right. One game. You're right. But again, okay. So when we had this conversation, let's say December first, a month from now. Are those are the guys going to be doing what he's doing right now? No, and that's why it's it's definitely it's, it's super early. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I'm saying from what I've seen, like that looks like he looks like a top ten pick to me. No, without without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt, you, you can't call me out. No, no, you can't hate on the production. So I'm gonna pull up a quote that I got from a scout, and this is an international scout that I've met several times on the road and we you know we exchange thoughts and opinions so he says i wasn't the biggest fan last year when i saw him at the next generation tournaments and this is despite that like i said the numbers he was putting up he says he always put up big numbers but i was skeptical it would translate at the pro level but so far he's proven me wrong he sees the floor at a high level he controls the game and he's big he's big for point guard James said it, but James is not the scout. I'm not the scout. No, no, I'm not international. I'm from Omaha, but go ahead. So he says, he's strong with a low center of gravity. He has those things you can't teach. He knows how to accelerate, decelerate, change of pace. He knows how to use his body. He's really advanced. So far, based on his production, he's a lottery pick. If he keeps playing like this, it will be hard to pass him. That's exactly what I'm saying. So again, I'm not disrespecting to no disrespect to anybody's mocks, but I've seen DJ Wagner mocked in the top ten. From what I've seen thus far, he's a better basketball player today than DJ Wagner. That's very very valid. He's bigger. He bigger, has an easier, more just, translatable role. Right, but let's check the boxes: shooting, topage, passing, playmaking, topage, feel for the game slash. What you said, a bona fide role, Toppage. So right now, you're taking Nikola Toppage over DJ Wagner. Yeah. Yeah. Inter- interesting. And I, I think that's going to be a, a big debate, possibly. And I think it's going to be divided about wherever you're located at geographically. I mean, but I, I get that. But me, I don't care where you're from. Like, if you can yeah. hoop, you can hoop. And I'll be the first one to tell you, like, you know, talking to me, I'm skeptical of some guys because I feel like some people want to vault some people because of where they're from. And it works both sides. But, like, again, the film doesn't lie. Toppage today looks like the better prospect. He checks those boxes that you want from a league guard. And he's extremely young, like one of the youngest players in this class, born in 2005. If I'm not mistaken, it's like August 2005. So he'll be 18 on draft day. Yeah, he just turned 18 18 on on draft day. So the upside is there. And just the way that his game has progressed. I mean, like I said, I saw him a couple years ago. I don't even know if he made all tournament team. There's actually a couple guards from Spain that that I really, really liked over him. But he has leapfrogged a lot of the top players in his generation. And I think there is a chance that he could be the first, maybe, chance. I guess there's a chance he could be the first international player off the board. A lot of people think it's Alex Sar. That would be an interesting debate. Yeah, some people think it's, it's Adai Mara. Speaking of that, I mean, maybe just because he just got cleared. I think he 
only played like a few minutes in the see, first game. I, 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 see, like I'm not, I'm not taking a Diamar in the top ten, and I like a Diamar. Oh, there's Dimar. people that really love him. And then the guy that I actually thought was the better 2005-born international prospect from Europe was Jan Vide, who's at UCLA, and I don't even know if he got in the game. I mean, it was if he did get in the game, it was very, very, very few minutes. And I think that's going to be interesting down the line because I think that a lot of international prospects are going to come to the United States to play just because, you know, in theory, there's better opportunities. You're playing with your age group. You can make money in NIL. I mean, schools have to get really, really creative to pay the guys in NIL. But you look at a guy like Topich who stayed in Europe and his draft stock has skyrocketed. So that's going to be something to to monitor down the line. All right, before we wrap this up, are there, oh, I'm sure there's concern. What is your biggest concern with Nikola Topic? Like if he does not maximize his potential, what is the reason? That's going to be the new question I'm going to start okay. asking on each guy. And the reason I like that question is because I had an NBA scout from a team call me last year. He was just getting my opinions on guys. And it was a tough question. He was like, all right, if this guy succeeds, why is he successful? But then he was like, if this guy fails and it's not anything related to off the court injuries, what is the reason he doesn't make it? And that's a tough question. So does it make it or does it doesn't reach live up that to his, max? Doesn't potential? yeah. I mean if he's a top five pick okay. and he ends up being like the seventh or eighth back end rotation player in his career, then so we say something didn't so, work so, out. So if Topish isn't Dragish, but he's more Thomas Sadoransky, just for big point guards. What is the reason? What is the reason? Okay, so that's fair. So I'm gonna ask you this every that's episode. That's cool, man. I appreciate that. So like again, Topish's ability to create and beat switches would be the reason why he is a rotation guard versus a starting point guard in my opinion is his boogie legit i don't know if he needs boogie because i think he's just gonna get right get right to it but again at the same time like yeah, you, you still need some boogie. Yeah, he's not that fast, or he's just, you know, like, okay. I'm I with just, a screen. I think he can but get I'm talking about, I'm talking about, we, we're talking about, we switching. We're switching. So I think Isaiah Collier is just gone. He's that fast. Where if a big switch is out there, he's just going to do a quick right to left. He's going to get into the paint. I don't think Top Bitch is that fast, where he just needs a, a, a one two move. He may need a little bit of side to side. And again, is he making those threes off of the dribble? Now, again, we talking about just point guard playing pick and roll, hitting guys, hitting uh, skip passes. He's got all of that down. But is the one-on-one ability and the ability to beat bigs, is that going to translate to me? That's what's going to make him the starter versus the rotation back end guy. For me? Or, I'm sorry, real quick. Or, I mean, you know. You see how it is? Those Some of the European guys come over here, and they just don't like it. Yeah. I mean, we're just talking about strictly, yeah, yeah. strictly basketball. But obviously, if you don't like it, then that could have an impact on how you play. For me, and believe it or not, it's the jumper. Like, he either has tournaments where he's making everything. It's like hot and cold. Mm-hmm. But it's like 
not game to game. It can be like a five game stretch where he's making 40% or high volume, or it's a, it can be like, I mean, like this year, like the, he's scoring big numbers, but the efficiency shooting the three ball is, is not anything near what it was, you know, all last season. So I think he's, it's weird. Like he's an inconsistent shooter, but his hot streaks are so hot that the numbers even out that you may not question, like, not, just on paper, whether or not he yeah, can shoot or not. Not so. comparing him to that, but, like, Luka has that. Like, Luka run off and he'll hit five. And then the next game, he'll go one for seven. But, like, you're not it, – it, yeah. there's still fear in him shooting because he's, he's Luka. Yeah, I mean, and I think Luka's percentages aren't going to wow you. No. Because he's like, what? 33, I mean, he, yeah, he 34. may be below league average in shooting, but they're all tough shots. Yeah. Very few off the catch. It's step back. I mean, he's like the most feared 33% three-point <laughs> shooter in the world. I mean, Trey Young is not like the most – he's not the efficient. I mean, that's why when people compare him to Steph, I'm like, dude, it's like a 12, 13-point, three-point shooting percentage. Yeah, like 38. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's like terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Year. But, no, I think the shooting would be the, the concern because – I mean, you, you got to play him to drive first. And right. so while he, I mean, again, he's young. He has shown that he can shoot the pull-up. And he does shoot it from deep. Like, he will shoot an NBA three-pointer when you right. go all the way under. But it's not a major concern of mine. But I do think that if he doesn't maximize his potential, it's because the shooting didn't, um, it just didn't translate. And so, to me, that goes along with beating bigs on switches because if the big can just sag and you know we don't respect your jump shot like that mm -hmm. then to me you're not beating you're not beating the switch because you know we'll switch on you and make you shoot or we'll live with you shooting the semi-contested jumper versus you getting to the paint and causing havoc because you're a foul merchant and you can finish and you can hit guys. And one of the reasons I think he'll be fine is because he's not a reluctant shooter. Like, if you back off of him, he is going to shoot. I think he, at the very minimum, is going to be respectable enough to where you can't, you know, just back all the way off him. He's not a guy that, that you know, like, you just don't guard and you go under on every yeah, single yeah. screen. So, and, and he's young. Like, like I said, he's one of the youngest players in the draft. And, I mean, he's like five years away from being 23. And the way that he has improved over the last couple of months, I mean, I, I think that whatever concerns about his shooting will be addressed really soon. But that wraps up this episode of the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. This is going to be the first of many where we're going to dedicate an entire episode to a player. Just because, I mean, I just feel like, I mean, we can with our dialogue whether we agree or disagree on the player we can actually hold a 30 plus minute conversation on a player and it's you know it's not filler like we're not struggling so this is the first of many we may do this once a week i mean there's going to be like or there's going to be 60 guys drafted but i think there's probably 100 guys right now 100 players that could possibly be in the top 60 for this year's draft because i mean it is wide wide open if you've ever been to dallas and if you've ever been on i-35 at like three o'clock in the morning it's like five lanes it's wide open mm -hmm. where you i mean you can just weave in and out 
If you ever been to Austin, it's the exact opposite. Well, it's Texas. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, yeah. yeah. But no, they got that new highway in Austin. Man, that, it that takes four hours to get out of Austin, man. Yeah. That city wasn't supposed to be that big. But anyway, I think this draft, I mean, it was probably a terrible analogy, but this draft I is was, wide open I was going. to where guys can literally come out of nowhere. I mean, we, I mean we're only few weeks into this draft cycle, we've seen Nikola Popovich go from not being a, considered a top 100 guy, even a 2024 draft guy, to a lottery pick. And James has him. I think he's a top in, 10 in pick. Top 10. Well, that wraps up this episode. Once again, it's Raphael with my brother James, and we are out.